Hi, today is Thursday, and you know what that means. Yes, it's another episode of Mic'd Up Marshev coming at you. And today, I want to talk to you about something that I uh, originally came upon years ago, years ago, and I've been preaching it for the last 30 or 40 years, and that is this. Every once in a while, you pick up a book, and you read it, and you really connect with the message. It makes sense to you. It's like they're talking to you. You like the author. You like the message. You can't put the book down. You find it very interesting. You're taking copious notes. You're ripping the pages out. You're making notes in the, in the, in the back of the flap of the book. Everything's making sense. And then the book is over. And you say, hey, that was a good book. What's next? Well, I've always told people that if you connect with a book, put it down, wait a couple of years, and then read it a second time. Because you liked it the first time, and you're going to like it the second time. But here's the difference. You will have changed over the years, so your interpretations of some of the messages will change. They'll be altered. And some of the messages that you might have glossed over the first time around, they will, you will pick them up the second time, and you'll gain more from the book. Well, with that as the opening salvo, I had received an email the other day from a woman, and she was referencing a book, and the book was called Masterful Marketing. And the title caught my attention, and I read a little bit of the trailer, and that caught my attention. So I decided that I was going to buy this book. But before I did, I did something which I considered to be very intelligent because I've bought a lot of books over the years and read a lot of books over the years and liked a lot of books over the years. And I went into my library, and there it was, Masterful Marketing. I had already purchased the book. And not only did I purchase it, I read it cover to cover. I enjoyed it. And I opened up the pages and screwed throughout with orange highlighter was, was hundreds of passages that I connected with. So I decided to start reading it again. So I picked it up. I started on page two, and I'm going to start reading it again. And before I do, though, I haven't completed it. I'm finding it very interesting. I want to pause for a few moments and read some of the underlines that I wrote the first time around, and maybe I can make some sense of it uh, as, as we move forward. So give me a second here. Let me pause, and I'll turn a couple of pages. Hold on. On page nine, I see a highlighting that says, when you ask why, you go up the chain to broader and more valuable needs. I'm going to read that again. When you ask why, you go up the chain to broader and more valuable needs. When you ask how, you go down the chain. Asking why. Now, that's the second time I've, I've heard that in, in recent readings of mine. And start asking more why questions. Why did you select that destination? Why did you like that vacation more than the others? Why did you not do this? Why, why, why? Now, you ask, it's not like you're interrogating them. You ask them, can I ask you a couple of questions? Sure, you can, and then you fire away. But the why is going to give you a lot more information than you shooting from the hip and you trying to sell a product or a program or a destination Find out everything you can about the client, and you do that best by asking the question, why? I really picked up on that. And I came across a little part that had to do with branding, and I underlined another phrase that jumped off the page at me. Here it goes. It's how people think of you when you're not around. Think about that. That's your brand. When you're not around, what words come to mind when they think of you, if they think of you? 
If the word Africa comes into play, do they think of you? If the word river cruise comes into play, do they think of you? And more, more deeper than that is how do they think of you? What do they think when they think of you? Is it all good? This person you can count on. This person is honest. This person responds to my questions. This person answers phone calls. How do the people think of you when you're not in the room? That is the brand that you want to develop over time. And once you think of it like that, I think you then can start putting some actions into play that will help support that idea of how do you want people to think of you when you're not around? I guess it's a, a little play on words. What do you want people to say at your, at your funeral? You know, write your own obituary and then live it. You know, write, what do you want to hear? If you could hear it, write it down and then, okay, if that's what you want to hear, then you live it. Live that obituary in a sense. On page 16, uh, a very common reminder, focus on the client, not you. Now, you have, you've heard that a thousand times before. How is the client better off after you walk away? A moment ago, I said, what do they think about you when you walk away? But how do they feel after you walk away? What did you bring to the party? How did you contribute to their life? What's in their best interest now that you entered their life? I've said this in my seminars is that when people meet you, it should be, it's not always, but it should be their lucky day. Why? Because they just met the real deal, you. They just met somebody who's refreshing and who has a, a sense of urgency and a personality and a sense of humor, and they just met you. That is their lucky day. Now, you don't tell them that, but you're going to show them over your actions over time as you build the relationship so they then will fall into that age-old reminder that people will do business with people who they know, who they like, and who they trust. And no better way to become known, liked, and trust than become visible over time. And you do that not by asking for the sale, but by bringing information, by contributing to their well-being, by being interested in them, by doing things that's going to help them over the long run. And then, of course, the, the, role of re, the, um, the rule of reciprocity kicks in. If you give enough to them, information and time and interest and attention, if you give enough to them, they will reciprocate. Now, I know what you're saying. Not in every single case. Not everybody does that. Some people will take you for granted. Some people will take you to the bank. But most people, when you do something for them, they will reciprocate in some way, shape or form. So that's the book I'm going through today for the second time. It's written by Alan Weiss and Lisa Larder, L-A-R-T-E-R. Alan Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, and Lisa Larder, L-A-R-T-E-R. It's called Masterful Marketing, How to Dominate Your Market with a Value-Based Approach. And I'm reading it for the second time, picking up all kinds of notes. I hope you picked up an idea or two today and some stimulation and perhaps some motivation. And until next week, uh, I will leave it at this. And I will look forward to reporting on another book that I'm reading from an author by the name of Angie DiGeronimo. I'll report on that next week. Until then, bye for now.